Welcome back to Study Me. I'm your host, Allie Black, and today we are talking with artist D. Black. Our topic of conversation um, today is being an all-star, and we're talking about this because next weekend, um, the NBA All-Star Weekend will be coming to Cleveland, so I just kind of wanted to pick your brain about what it takes to be the best, what it takes to be an all-star, find out what you got going on for All-Star Weekend. Um, but I think where I want to start is thinking about talent versus hard work, because that seems to be like this huge debate. I mean, I was literally in a conversation a couple of weeks ago in class talking about um, talent versus hard work. So I think just to start off rip, I want to know, uh, to be successful, which one do you think is more important? Is it more important to have the talent to reach the success, or is it more important to have the hard work? Mm, I kind of feel like it's both. And I feel like it's both, even though I feel like you got a lot of successful people who don't have talent, which would lead me to believe that for some people, it ain't about having talent. For some people, it seems like it might be about the hard, the hard work. Mm -hmm. But for me, I couldn't say that one of them is um, more important than the other. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I, I that's interesting. You think that uh, there's a lot of successful people who aren't talented. Um, because usually we think like when you're successful, you have, you know, you have the talent. So I'm just curious to, um, like, do you think that that's true, like in the arts, or is it like in any kind of sector that? Well, I think it's true in any sector, but that's also with me going with the idea that success is like money. Mm, okay, yeah. You know, or fame or fortune. You know, like that's how I'm answering the question in mm. terms of, you know, that's like the definition of success that I'm referencing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so question, when, what do you think is the, how do you define, like for yourself, do you think you've reached success or when will you reach success i think i've reached success i mean for myself okay and and why because what does that look like for you uh for me success is probably trying to figure out something mm. and getting to the point where it's figured out mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily like this money or this yeah know. no money not much for me money isn't the definition of success. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, shit, we could argue and say if that was the case, then if I was if I was gauging my success on money, then I would really be questioning my level of success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you um when well when I think about you, I think about somebody who has a hell of a lot of talent. Like I think you are you know, you have like natural capabilities in a lot of areas, you know, creatively, um, 
you know, uh, academically, like in- intellectually, you know, you, you seem to be a very wise and naturally smart person, good with your hands, good, great eye. Um, but you also work extremely fucking hard. So I'm just wondering, like, did, you, did was there ever a point for you, like maybe when you were younger, when you recognized that having just natural born talent isn't going to be enough? Mm, thinking about it, I don't know, maybe trying to get into college mm. is probably when, it's probably an early time where I probably was confronted with, you know, believing that I had all this talent and that not being enough. Um, because I remember applying to colleges and the one that I wanted to go to, I didn't get accepted. And it was interesting because I didn't get accepted, but I also didn't apply for the photography program and show my portfolio in the process. Mm. But I was definitely eye-opening for me that I wasn't working hard towards it. You know, I kind of didn't take it serious prior to. You know, I didn't do my natural behavior of working at something over and over and over again to college. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, yeah, so I'm curious, like, so for, like, when talking about photography, what is what does somebody have to, like, what's your advice for someone who wants to be a photographer? How do, how do the, what does the hard work look like for that person? Like, what do they have to do? They got to take pictures. They got to take pictures. A lot. A lot of pictures. And they got to turn, they got to learn about the pictures that's been taken. You know, and then figure out one of the 10 different directions that they want to go into after they take enough pictures to recognize that it's 10 different ways to go. Mm. So is that what what happened to you when you were entering into college, when you say you didn't do the work or you hadn't done? No. See, going to college, it was like the I didn't, I didn't put forth hard work and effort. Gotcha. So I didn't get accepted to where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Even though I had the talent mm-hmm. and I had the work. Oh, you had the work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. creatively, artistically, I've had to work my whole fucking life. Mm-hmm. I've always had that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. I've always had this creative ability that was driving me to try to get better. And cause the people around me to continue to influence me to want to do it. So I've always had that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when it came down to trying to go to college, I realized that I didn't take all of the discipline that I had been practicing and apply it to going to college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't get accepted until I was able to show my portfolio. 
Right. And it was like, oh, shit. Okay, so if I didn't get an opportunity to show this school my portfolio, I'd have never fucking got in. Mm-hmm. And I learned that lesson, not getting accepted, and then getting in contact with the school and finding out who to show my portfolio to. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. So the talent, you know, is what got me in because on the back end, I was able to show my portfolio to kind of go around the system. Mm-hmm. But I definitely recognize that. I wouldn't have had to go around the system if I would have put forth the right effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did that uh, did that do something major for you, like that realization? I mean, it was the realization was just as conflicting as which one is more important: mm-hmm. hard work versus talent. Mm-hmm. With that situation. As an example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like which one of those situations was more important? Right, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I ain't never been able to lean on one or the other. My work ethic ain't enough without me trying to perfect my talent. So it's like I just kind of tried to blend them together. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I put maximum effort towards is becoming more and more capable. But I ain't been able to do it on talent alone. You know, I don't think I'm in a a field that allows me to be able to do that. I don't think I got the. I'm a I'm a nigga, so I don't really believe that I can afford to just try to depend on one or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I can be the hardest, per- pers- hardest working person in the room. But if I, if I ain't backing that with some other ability attached to discipline, then I feel like I can get cheated. Mm. And I feel like if I'm the most creatively qualified person, if I can't match that with discipline, I feel like I can get cheated. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I've been experiencing you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so just to not be confused for myself i've tried to transform my hard work into my talent gotcha you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that i think that so it's like you know the hard work the discipline that's that's it's like a talent all in itself. You know, it's like you, you know, everybody doesn't learn the discipline, the focus. You know, some people don't know how to do do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Some people don't know how to focus. Some people don't know how to have discipline. Some people just can't get that. But they may have the talent. And I think we see that with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing I say all the time, you know, it's like somebody may be better than Michael Jordan that don't nobody fucking know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so what is that talent actually worth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If don't nobody know. Right, right. If you ain't if you ain't put yourself or in position to be able to stand there to be compared 
I don't know. I was, you know, I I don't know. I ain't never really wanted it to be just good or just accepted or just get in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering as like a um, just thinking about you as an educator, do you see that a lot like in young people, um, like young folks who are super talented but lack, you know, lack discipline, lack hard work? Definitely. I mean, yeah. I've seen that in I see that in young people. I, I see that in my life has been surrounded. I've been surrounded by creative people. Mm-hmm. So what I see in creative people is that they it's a it's a it's a crazy ass talent there. It's and what I mean by talent is it seems to be easy for them to do whatever it is somebody would say makes them talented. Mm-hmm. Like it seems and feels effortless in their ability to be able to produce mm-hmm. or create. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some people lack the discipline behind that, the the regimen that it takes to make that bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it being effortless makes it easy for people to um, take it take it for granted mm-hmm. that whatever it is that they may be able to do comes easy to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wonder, can that be uh, taught? Can what the, be taught? Can discipline and the don't take this for granted kind of mentality be taught to someone? We always have conversations about can discipline be taught? And I'm not sure if discipline can be taught, but I do recognize that discipline can be learned. Mm. And what I mean by taught versus learned is I feel like I was able to witness discipline. And me being able to witness it it just attached itself to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What, what were you witnessing? My mother. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like I, I, I witnessed relentless effort towards something. Mm-hmm. With a day-to-day regimen, I like I watched somebody go for something and stay in it forever. Mm-hmm. And you feel like that's how you learn. And I feel like and I feel like I got to see that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, that's how I learned it. Mm-hmm. But I do not feel that like in school, that's what they were teaching me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because it was very it wasn't apparent to me that the 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 ritual and the behavior of an assignment that's creative week after week after week after week was creating discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wasn't aware of that at all. Like I wasn't conscious of, Oh, this is helping me figure this out. This is helping me do this forever mm-hmm. because it may have been playing a role, mm-hmm. but my mother trying to figure out like the unknown and saying, oh, I'm about to do this, or I'm about to figure this part out, and I'm about to 
start this company and then I'm about to get these employees and we're about to start weatherizing houses and then we're going to start working on houses. And when I, when she didn't know something, she took a class for it and she went and learned that next thing and got a certificate. And then she was teaching that, she was doing that part and that was being added to her job. And then that part was growing and then more people knew what she was doing. And then she went and got another certificate. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I watched that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I watched that be her daily focus. Yeah. That's amazing because it's like I was I'm just thinking about like just young people um who don't really have those kind of examples. Um and it's it's making me, you know, feel like real uh bad for them because it's like I can see that they have all of the talented talent and capabilities, but it's like, you know, outside of school, it gets turned off for them to witness, you know, the teacher or the artist or whomever, you know, putting forth that effort and discipline and drive all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I feel like, well, one, I don't think this is a young people thing. Yeah. 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 You know no, I mean? no, it's not. And I think young people are experiencing what they're experiencing because of the fact that this is not a young people thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like young people who get to witness any level of real serious discipline aren't the young people that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because it's whatever people that are around them, they're not getting a chance to witness it. Mm-hmm. Or if they are getting a chance to witness it, it's not being articulated for what it actually is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they may even be seeing it and don't even know that that's what they actually seeing. I think is, I think being labeled and called talented and witnessing people not be able to maximize their quote unquote talent has made me not want to, it's like, I don't even be wanting to hear it. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I've been at all of this long enough to realize that the talent ain't enough. Mm-hmm. It's not enough for what I kind of want out of this. I mean, I want to be looked at as one of the greats. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means, because celebrating the talent, to me, I would never want it to become like stifling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I know I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know? it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it's so interesting because like I started at the beginning of this conversation, like in my um, graduate program a few weeks ago. This is what we were talking about um, as creatives, as writers. It's like, can you teach? Can you teach? Uh, creativity can you teach someone how to be a good creative writer and a lot of the responses or one of the biggest responses was like no but you can teach good habits you know you can teach um well good writerly habits and it's the staying at it keeping at it writing revising you know etc so do you think that like in photography for say uh, per se that um you can you can teach 
someone to take good pictures? See, I don't think I, I think I think the arts is a universal language. I don't think I have to be the person speaking from taking a picture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'd see it as all making art, which is for me expression, being able to communicate it, somebody being able to receive it. Mm -hmm. And I think it has more to do with belief in the person. Mm. I think the the question that it poses to me is, can you teach someone to believe that they can do something? Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think you can. I think you can teach somebody how to make the choice to believe that they can do something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like any creative person I've been around, I have the ability to do that. I didn't know that that's what I was doing mm -hmm. for a long time, but that's what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. Is that something that happened to you or is this something you've learned, you know? Well, me being somebody that people have always looked at as having the abilities has made me like a counselor since I was a child mm. because to everybody else, it always seemed like I believed I can do whatever the fuck it was I said I was about to do. Mm -hmm. And I probably always have been more scared not to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the, the, the harder I could focus on it, the better the chances I was going to be able to do whatever it was I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. I think when people are talking to me and communicating with me, they see that I believe that I can do this, mm -hmm. whether they're conscious of it or not. And the fact that people believe it helps me believe that I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's isolated to being able to do one thing. Like I think the belief of being able to do anything has you know, served me in a really, really, really good way and my ability to be able to focus long enough has kind of turned me into an artist because that's what I chose to believe in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I really think that people can do any fucking thing. Like when people say you can do anything if you try and all these cheesy slogans and all that, mm -hmm. I take all that shit literal because I feel like I'm witnessing it from multiple perspectives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like the, if you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, you can't. You well, because if you believe you can, you'll try. If you believe that you can't, you won't. Mm -hmm. And then if you believe that you're supposed to continue to try to get some level of self-satisfaction, then you'll continue to try. Mm -hmm. If you believe that you try once and it it's there, then you'll stop. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't identify, you've never had that. Have you ever had that happen? Like this? I mean, it's stuff that I've tried Okay. that I didn't continue. I remember learning how to airbrush and then it was like, yeah, mm. but it didn't, I was, I was, I was practicing my ability to try to do anything mm -hmm. so much. And I was obsessive enough with these things to get good enough for somebody to, feel like I'm good at it, mm -hmm. that the things that I tried to do that I wasn't good at 
didn't stop me from this pursuit of getting good at shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of, and then it was, it, and I recognized that early on, I did the things that I got good at. But I was trying to get good at a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get good at anything that I was fucking trying to do. Right. Hmm. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, I'm thinking about just what you're saying and thinking about, you know, going back to you saying we're we're also talking about adults, you know, when it comes to lack of focus and discipline and drive. And I'm wondering, like, you know, if you have if you have um, if you were to have people around you who, um, you know, say wanted to get good at whatever it is, you know, as an adult. And they, I think this goes back to what we talked about the last time about distractions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is it like, what, what would you, how would you coach in a, you know, how would you coach somebody or how are you coaching some of these people who are after something but lack the discipline and the drive? Um that like the discipline and the drive how do i coach them i mean we don't get too far in that conversation it's kind of like once we identify that you like the focus and the drive you know it's kind of hard to coach that Mm. you know what i mean like if this was a sport you can't coach the kid that ain't showing up Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's, yeah it's, it's 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 hard to coach the person who doesn't have the discipline or the drive because in my mind, not having the discipline and not having the drive equates to not carrying the belief that this is something that you can do or that you can continue to do long enough to see whatever your own level of satisfaction is. Mm-hmm. And what about the adult that's sort of like all over the place that has, okay, let's say they have, they're at it, but they're just kind of added in all kind of directions. You know what I mean? They <laughs> they have multiple talents. They have all the drive, but they just can't focus. What do you mm-hmm. say to them? That having all of the drive and, and having the talent with the inability to focus is going to have you exactly where you are, even if you have a desire to be further. It's like you can't without without the focus you know so focus is just as important as the the discipline and regimen you know mm-hmm. so if you got all the talent in the world and you got all of the discipline in the world you know focus somehow and discipline is like gotta be like fucking cousins or something mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like if because because a, 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 disciplined pl- a disciplined person, my perception of somebody being disciplined is someone who can recognize that they have a lack of focus and then they adjust to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm a lot of times hearing myself talk about people's level, people's ability to adjust to what they recognize in themselves. That's an issue mm-hmm. because you can recognize it is, is an issue 
But if you don't work on your ability to be able to adjust, you'll find yourself continuously referencing that that you see this issue, Mm -hmm. which to me, in turns, becomes the issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. It's like I'm a firm believer of trying to let your mind function like a child, because I hear myself saying that to people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm. If somebody has an idea and they want to do something, and we have a conversation about it, and I'm like, you know, think about it. Think about this like as if you was a kid, when you was a kid. You wanting to do it was enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't attached to all of what you understand as an adult. You wanted to do it kind of for no reason. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when we older, we got all these reasons for wanting to do shit. That to me seem to get in the way of either trying to do it or continuing to do it. And then I also say that when I'm working with young people, and I love working with young people, young creative people, young people who don't know they creative yet, because they don't question what's being said to them the same way that we do when we're adults. Mm. I can tell a young person to go home and Take a picture of this every single day. And based on our relationship and whatever I'm sharing and showing with them about my ability to do something every day, I can get a kid to do it every day. And they'll reap the personal reward and benefit to themselves for themselves in the process. Mm hmm. You know, arguably in a conversation with adults, I'm still trying to convince them that they need to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to explain to them why they want to know what's what they're going to get on the back end. Mm -hmm. You know, how is this going to benefit the thing that I'm trying to do? Mm -hmm. They're going to question it. Right. More than they're going to do it. If there's someone who could be a little more focused or be a little more disciplined or be able to recognize their talent better, mm-hmm. which would help them be focused and disciplined. Mm-hmm. You right. know, like if you saw your talent, the way people outside of you see your talent, then that might make it easier for you to create, be scared not to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you got me thinking about, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You got me thinking about um, what you said earlier. I mean, with you given that kind of scenario, it's making me think about you saying, um, if you can believe, you can teach, you know, teach, can you, I'm wondering, can you teach somebody to believe in themselves? Yes. You can't, you, you do think you can. See, I don't think you can teach somebody how to believe in themselves. Cause when I hear the word teach, what I hear is instruction. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I think you can show somebody how to believe in themselves because I feel like believing in themselves is going to be something that they're going to have to see, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think you can 
So if, if you if I'm working with somebody who doesn't believe that they have talent, I don't think I can just teach them that they have talent. Like I don't think I can tell them enough shit mm-hmm. that's gonna make them switch their belief. Mm-hmm. I think I can show them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that I can create a situation or an environment or a condition where they get to witness it. Mm-hmm. Because I think once that person witnesses it and witnesses it, witnesses it enough, then I think that starts to fuck with their belief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering, like thinking about All-Star Weekend, we're going to see, you know, the NBA All-Stars. So do you... Are you also saying that, like, if a young, you know, aspiring basketball player, you know, watches, continuously watches the some of these greats, athletes, you know, NBA all-stars or athletes, that that'll help them believe in themselves? 100%. I mean, I think, think, I think about how many players in the NBA – were touched and affected in some way, shape, or form by the NBA prior Mm. to them making it to the NBA, Mm. prior to their pursuit. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, I think it's, I think it, I think it's about, about the belief. Mm -hmm. And I also think we in a dominated environment now where people say that they want to aspire to do something. And, them saying it not be enough mm-hmm. for them to actually achieve it. Mm-hmm. But them saying it settles the doubts mm-hmm. that's internal of mm-hmm. disbelief, you know? And I'm and what I mean by that is one of the things I feel like I recognized um, when I first kind of started going into the schools and teaching in Cleveland was that when young people or the young people I was around was being asked what they wanted to be. It was all basketball. It was all football. And it was so sad to me because I felt like, damn, it's like you lying to yourself Mm. because it's like, and I've said it to some of the young dudes I was around. I don't ever see you with with no fucking basketball. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like when the last time you hoop, Like with somebody who grew up playing a lot of fucking basketball, mm-hmm. who was never good enough to be in the NBA. It's like you ain't playing as much as I was playing and I was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. With that, with that not being my destination. Right, right. I wasn't trying to go there. Mm-hmm. And you saying you trying to go there? Right, you. So it's like it's like you just like you just saying it, and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And then it makes me ask myself, damn, why would somebody be sitting there just saying that shit? Right, right. But did you have have an answer for that? No, not oh, at okay. all. It's just yeah. a. It's just been a question to me, mm-hmm. and it's been a question and a huge observation that damn these little niggas just sitting here saying I'm going to the NFL. They don't even fucking play on no team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. What I feel like I was observing is 
oh, this is where they see themselves reflected. Right. You know, right, like if right. they were put in the right situation, maybe that's exactly where the fuck they would be going. But if you, uh, a young black dude looking out into the world of success and looking for a place to identify, it's basketball, football, and rapping, mm -hmm. which is the top three things that these little niggas want to be. And I don't think that that is a problem. Right. I think the problem is it ain't no, like it ain't being communicated to them or to the systems that they are part of that claim to want to help about how unrealistic some of the situations are and not based on talent, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but arguably based on hard work right. and discipline. Right. Damn. Yeah. That's a sad reality, but I mean, it's, but that's definitely a reality. It's like they, those places, the things that they see are, you know, entertainment and sports. Right. Um, but they're not putting forth sometimes whatsoever. <laughs> and then it's, I mean, and it's, um, it's like, it's a conversation that, that, that we've had where we're talking about um, people mimicking the end result, you know, because they see the successful person. Mm -hmm. So they want to go to the NBA. But they don't really, so that's what they, that's what they say. I want to go to the NBA. I want to get go to the NBA. But they don't get to see what it takes. Right. So people tend to mimic the end result. Oh, I want to be this great photographer. Give me a camera, take pictures. Give me a basketball, go to the court. But I feel like there's a lack in our environment of being able to see what that looks like. Like, is a nigga really sitting there thinking to themselves, I want to go to practice for the next 25 years of my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody said, I want to go to practice for the next 25 years of my life, they would get to wherever the fuck they're trying to go. Right. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you practicing. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that easily could be something that could be shown. You feel what I'm saying? Mm hmm yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that shit crazy. Yeah, it's I, it's it's making me think of I want to throw another word in there, um, you know, another piece of this puzzle about, uh, you know, talent, hard work, success, etc. But do you think that um, attitude? What do you think the the role of attitude is? Is the role of attitude is in reaching goals and, you know, success. Well, I guess my first thought is attitude towards what? You know, like, let's say, for instance, um, I've worked with a lot of girls and mm -hmm. they have had immense amount of talent, um, but they have poor attitudes and that like you know, talking back attitude or sass attitude, but just attitude toward, uh, you know, being collaborative, working on a team, poor sportsmanship, 
just, you know, just poor, poor attitude. And it, it affected, in these cases, the talent. So I'm wondering if that's like something that's consistent because I've had, you know, girls not make, you know, not make the, the dance group or not make the, the poetry uh, group because you just have a bad attitude. So do you think that that, do you think you have to practice having a good attitude towards something like being, you know, being a, a good sport about something or um, having a, a positive kind of air about yourself or does that, does that matter? Mm, I would, I would argue that if you got talent and you working hard at everybody else, your attitude can be any fucking thing you want it to be. Mm. And I'm only saying that because I just feel like like drive is made up of relentlessness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know if I believe that having a poor attitude affects the person who's relentless. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like the poor attitude affects the person who has a lack of drive mm. and a lack of focus. Mm -hmm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I just feel like it's probably a lot of shitty fucking successful ass, relentless ass, talented motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With poor attitudes. With poor fucking attitudes, you know. <laughs> it's like people don't want to be around them, but mm -hmm. people are around them because they are talented and driven and relentless. Mm -hmm. And when you that, you could pay people to be around you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like people don't want to put up with the person that ain't the best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I hear what you're saying and it's, it's kind of like you know I, I I'm I'm picturing a a poster at a school that I I'm at right now, and it, it alludes to something like that you know, hard work means nothing without a good attitude. And now I'm rethinking that. Well, I just <laughs> argue that are there successful people with bad fucking attitudes? Yeah, that I mean, yeah. And how did they get to be on that level of success? If they got a poor attitude, mm -hmm. my mind says, because they was fucking better. Mm -hmm. And they were obsessive about getting better and being better and staying better. Mm -hmm. And better to me could easily easily be than themselves. Right. Right. You know, I don't know that my early creative artistic journey started off with me trying to be better than myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I was probably trying to be better than what it looked like was good. And then at some point it was a transition like, Oh, now I'm just trying to do better than I did last time. I don't even got to focus on all this other stuff. Right. And it's hard not to focus on all of the other stuff. Right. But it definitely got to the point where it was like, okay, like if, if I died tomorrow, I ain't disappointed in myself, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. which is a, 
hell of a realization to have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if I understand that about myself, then damn, what do I what do I have still fueling me? And right. it's like, oh yeah, fucking dying tomorrow. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, dying tomorrow and not, you know, doing the things in the Yeah, like not being done. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um quick question about um success and i just want you to shift your uh definition if you will of success and let's say that success means you know the fame the fortune okay do you think that um people who are successful in this way um or do you think that there are people out there who are successful in the, in that way because they were at the right place at the right time? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I would say, yeah. But then, you know, no, I would say no. Because when I hear that, I hear luck. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think any of this stuff is luck. I think a lot of this stuff is conscious and subconscious attention. I mean, intention. Mm. You know, like the right place at the right time to me, has to do with preparation. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, it, ain't, it, wasn't a, it, it wasn't luck that you was there mm-hmm. and that this person was there too. Mm. And then that turned into whatever level of success. Like, that person put themselves in position to be there just as much as you put yourself in position mm. to be there. Right. Right. And to be prepared. See, I feel like, you know, luck equals timing versus preparation. Like, that's where my brain goes in terms of of luck mm-hmm. for somebody who feel like I've been in situations that are perceived as lucky mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like, no, nah. cause if I wasn't prepared to do whatever it was that was required of me to do and I was in that situation, it wouldn't have turned into whatever it turned into. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would say that, um, fame and fortune success, that shit ain't lucky mm-hmm. because if you don't have a talent and you ain't practice every day on whatever the fuck it was you was doing before you was in that moment to come across that lucky situation, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't have turned into a lucky situation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know that, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, ain't yeah. no, ain't no such thing as overnight success. People be obsessing about this shit and dreaming about this shit and practicing this shit. Mm-hmm. The overnight part is the exposure to more viewers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's making me think about that that scenario you gave about the young folks who are wanting to be, you know, NBA all-stars, singers, you know, et cetera. It's like, I'm. it literally made me picture, you know, one of them never at a basketball game or never on a court at a playground where, you know, fucking LeBron James just happens to be there and... You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you if you the kid that ain't practicing basketball and LeBron James come to the basketball court one day, all you're going to do is take a fucking selfie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, Even yeah. if you want to go to the NBA. Right, right. You're only prepared to take a picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? I mean, this is all making me think of the kid that's hooping right now in high school who got one arm. Mm-hmm. He, ain't, he wasn't lucky. Mm-hmm. He was... Practicing every fucking day before whoever that was that showed up in his country to that basketball court to see him do what he was able to do 
And in addition, he has one arm. Mm -hmm. And they like, okay, we got to try to get this kid to the States mm -hmm. so we can help him develop. Mm -hmm. That wasn't luck. Right. He was prepared. He had been practicing. Right. When that video, he had a viral video or some old shit that happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the viral video was based on talent and relentless effort mm -hmm. towards being better. Mm-hmm. That shit wasn't coincidence. That wasn't luck. That wasn't odds. Mm -hmm. He didn't need social media and the internet to go viral. Mm -hmm. That's on some old destiny shit. Mm -hmm. And that's what you kind of mean when you talk about defining that other kind of success. It's like, because right now, for you, you know, let's just say, if like the person came in to have you reach that fame and fortune type of success, by you having like work and uh you know the art or the photographs the murals the, the the all the things that you've been working hard at you would it would be go time right i feel like the thing that has been settling for me for my as long as i can remember is this shit ain't never over until i decide to quit Mm. And the longer I stay in it, the better the chances that I'm going to get to a level of happiness with the direction I've invested my entire life in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm I'm in it and I'm going to stay in it mm -hmm. to the point where I didn't fell in love with practicing getting better at this shit. Right. right. As much as sometimes I'm mad at that shit. Mm -hmm. and frustrated with that shit mm -hmm. it's the most consistent part of my life right and right. i love that i recognize it for that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i feel like if ever i was supposed to be discovered i feel like i've always been ready mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's been a very very settling feeling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like that is and anything that didn't happen, I feel like, oh, it wasn't supposed to happen like that. Like, right. I feel like ain't none of this for me etched in stone. Mm -hmm. I mean, being an artist, being a creative person, the one of the differences I feel like I've been experiencing is I didn't necessarily have one arena. If I can hoop, I'm going to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? It ain't mm -hmm. no other option. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be considered the best at this, the great, great at this, you want to be able to compete on the highest level. Me being an artist, I recognize there's all these different little shits. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which means I've been able to, I've had to allow myself to be able to kind of bend and maneuver and through all of it. Right. Because it's like, oh, it can, it can, it can, this is my, I got a lot of different options of how this stuff could happen. And the best option is the one that I fucking make up myself. Right, right. You know, that's the most successful option mm -hmm. because it's going to be constructed for me. It ain't going to be a level of resistance. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so we're coming up on um, almost on our time, so I just want to make sure we talk a little bit about um, NBA All-Star Weekend here in Cleveland next weekend. And I want to know, um, 
you know, it's going to be a lot happening, lots of events and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'm wondering, what do you have brewing for NBA All-Star Weekend? You got anything going on? Um, NBA All-Star Weekend, I am going to have an opportunity to kind of share and promote and market like my first NFT drop. Okay. You know, so it's like in the world of NFTs and cryptocurrency, you know, artists, you know, create a drop, you know, where they announce that these are the NFTs they're dropping. This is the project that I'm doing. Um, And so my first real project on the blockchain is um, going to be kind of like highlighted All-Star Weekend attached to a summit that I'm one of the co-hosts for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting as fuck. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm hearing myself say it like, oh, shit, that's really what I'm doing. Like I ain't really – I'm excited for All-Star Weekend, but not for the kick it. Right, I don't right, even right. care about the kick it. Yeah. It's kind of like in my mind – my contemporaries are going to be in town, you know, oftentimes if I'm at something big, um, it's, I'm out of town, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's exciting that it's like all of the, 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 the culture is going to be in our city. Um, and I get to participate as a facilitator. Right. Right. Um, can you tell us, just a little bit about the NFT drop. Is it going to be? Uh... Well, what the, the name of my drop is called Explicit Visuals. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start to mint photographs of mine that serve as album covers. And I'm going to mint one a day for 10 years. Mm. And I'm going to start, you know, the week prior to All-Star. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so this is that made-up definition of success and direction that I um, kind of have started to create for myself mm-hmm. in that world of all these different options and variations of which way and which direction I could go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's dope. So it's, I know I talked to you a little bit about this last night. Um, and this, I think this just goes back to what we've been having, what we've been saying this entire conversation is like, you know, you're not about to be kicking it for all star weekend. Yeah, no. And I'm, if you do decide to do some type of kick it, you're going to have what with you? You're going to have your camera with you and you're going to turn it into. Well, I always say make work, you'll kick it. Or I say, you know, my work is my kick it. Mm-hmm. And when younger people around me saying, what do you mean by that? I'm like, well, I ain't here just to kick it, mm-hmm. you know. I might get, I might have a drink wherever I'm going, but I'm there to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if I wasn't here shooting, I wouldn't be here, right? You know, because I get a, I get a, a, a lot of enjoyment out of that. You mm-hmm. know, I ain't there to have fun doing nothing because, <laughs> right? When I'm doing nothing, I ain't having fun. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious as fuck. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm wasting time. You know, so I'm usually trying to turn situations into something that I can perceive as not a waste of time. Right. So you're it's like you're always in mode. Yeah, I'm always in mode. Mm-hmm. And I try to relax. <laughs> but naturally, 
you know, this kind of, this has happened based on how I've been conditioned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this is exactly kind of what we talked about last night when we were having a conversation about just like always you specifically, like always being in mode and, um, it being a very, uh, for me, inspiring thing, you know, to watch because it's like, you are so after this this thing or these things that you have your eye on and it's like you're you're just really 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 committed right and it's interesting because you know i've been thinking about it since we was talking about it and I, i also believe that if i wasn't in cleveland it would be easier for people to digest it see i think i think it's unfamiliar here Mm. See, I feel like if, if I was out of town and when I was out of town, if I was constantly engaging with people on all the shit that I'm doing, it seems like it matched the environment that I was in. Like, oh, you was in New York. Oh, you you're saying? saying like for the people back here? Hell yeah. I feel like oh. the fact that I'm in Cleveland as a nigga who is on a crazy ass go, mm-hmm. it's is looked at and questioned like, Oh dad, he always working, workaholic, all that. Like if I'm in LA, I ain't a workaholic. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's I'm an artist yeah. following his dream. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but guess what? I'm here on purpose to continue to pursue this shit. Mm-hmm. And my goal when I moved back to Cleveland 12 years ago to, was to be in Cleveland, but function as if I was out of town. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what that meant was to to be positioned in Cleveland and not waste my time on bullshit mm-hmm. and be distracted by bullshit, but kind of be relentless at my pursuit. Right. I think it's been interesting watching the perception around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy. See, every time we've talk you give me a new idea for a new episode because now I want to talk about that and especially talking about um you you know Cleveland specifically kind of you know it's people in my DM saying you ain't supposed to be here Mm -hmm. you bigger than Cleveland like they want to see me out of town Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is wild but it's like I always be saying I feel like Listening to Andre 3000 on stage at the BT Awards saying the South got something to say. They ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was like that shit, that shit meant, meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, right. I can be anywhere. I want to be here. Right. I pop in and out of these other places or some old shit, but I need to build my me a foundation. I don't got one. I ain't had one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't had my... Legs rooted in nothing when I was out of town. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was just another motherfucker from another city, you know, on this pursuit. Right. And I'm sure you have a lot of answers and strategies toward how we make Cleveland like the place, you know. Everybody need to stay. Everybody needs to stay. The reason why we got art world complaints is because. All of the best motherfuckers is everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like we, it's, it's, it's a losing fight here for a nigga like me until I can wave my flag high enough and become big enough mm-hmm. to really affect the environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's jacked up because I'm thinking about All-Star Weekend. So it's like we about to put on this front like we got all this shit happening. They opening up restaurants, giving people permits to stay open till four. It's because they want our money. And then, yeah. and But then when it's over, it's like we don't give a shit about. Well, it goes back to two cities. Oh, okay. You know, I'm, you know, like I said yesterday, mm-hmm. it's like, psh, it's, it's, it's more than one Cleveland. Right, right. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely another conversation. Oh, man. Well, um, congratulations on this up-and-coming NFT drop. Um, thank you for your words and your wisdom about talent versus hard work and attitude and success. Um, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you.